Good morning, Brendan Rendo with the Homes in Orlando team, joined again by Joseph Dion. I don't know what the 136-1176 is, but hey, <laughs> from Apley Home Loans. My NMLS number. <laughs> well, is that what it is, that your NMLS number? Oh. Yeah. That's uh, oh. but uh, that that I guess I, I I'm using a different computer today because I'm on the road and I think uh, I didn't realize that was that was in the system. Um, so I just I was like, here every week my title changes, my name changes on here. Well, I've gotten so used to the mortgage guru, so I, I, I that's my favorite one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got so a lot of news coming out, you know, uh, again this week. Of course, we had Jerome Powell yesterday um, in the Fed, and uh, I actually got a chance to watch the um, news conference live. And for someone who's trying to invoke confidence in the banking system, came across really weak. Oh, he was not confident yesterday, was he? My goodness. No, no. I you know, when you're doing a presentation, you want to, you know, be boisterous, you know, you stand tall. And he was very meek in both his mannerisms. He's a, he's a quiet person anyways. Yeah. But in his mannerisms and his his vocal content, he really just kind of avoided a ton of questions. Yeah. You know, and that didn't that didn't invoke a whole lot of confidence in me. You know, mm -hmm. not at all. Um, I think the, ma the the couple of the major points that I took out of it is they're really not sure which way to go mm -hmm. because you've got banks in trouble because of the increase in the interest rates. Yep. Um, he doubled down on getting employment to 4.5%. Yep. Which is about... I think it was between 1.4 and 2 million people losing their jobs by the end of the year. Yep. And um, then he just kind of totally avoided what a lot of people are starting to look at, which is the commercial mortgage-backed securities, the yeah. CWSs. Mm, yep. Which, I mean, he totally blew off that question just right over his head. Um which a lot of people are starting to bring up that, hey, the exposure on these is a lot bigger than even on the on some of the bond mm -hmm. situations yep. that we currently have. So I just I walked away going, mm, not 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 sure what's what's gonna happen. He he kind of said that they may back off the rates. Mm -hmm. He did say his their their projected is five point one for the end of the year. Yeah, which means a little bit of change. Yeah, it means you know you're probably going to get another, you know, well at this point what another quarter of a point before it drops yeah. out, something somewhere in that ballpark. So, but he also felt that the the bank runs are going to help tighten the overall. Um, credit available out there because as mm -hmm. the banks get fearful of all this exposure they're going to start tightening their requirements on their lending and i've actually mm -hmm. read some read some stories uh recently where 
a number of the credit companies, credit you know, credit card companies are starting to lower the limits on people. Yep. Yeah. So he felt that that alone, that that as well as the, the increase in the rates, could actually um, be enough to tighten things down without possibly too much more rate increases. So, I mean, when we look at the uh, where the betting game is going right now is probabilities at the next meeting, which is about is actually 41 days away. Um, you got 55% of the people are saying no change to the rates. And mm-hmm. you got 44% right now saying that they're, they're going to increase it. It looks like a quarter of a point. Mm-hmm. I think it really depends on where what happens with the banks. Yeah, I think I think that's where we are. Like you said, there's so much data that's not being accounted for. Like it's going to be really, like it, it's kind of a weird piece is because we've been so focused on the residential side that a lot of this has, like you said, we've been ignoring the commercial side of how that can play into and how that's going to spill in. And the commercial side, when you have some defaults on the residential side, they're relatively small. A lot of times commercial mm-hmm. side, like a little defaults on a commercial side, these are big numbers, yeah. that can hit, which can have really big impacts to the bottom line and to the budgets and to the, the balance sheet of these banks. So you can see a big, I, I think, you know, I, I could see us, I, I mean, I see an Avenue where I could see the fed not making another increase this year. You yeah. know, and I can also see an avenue where the Fed makes, you know, a half another half point to three quarters of a point. I don't think we're going to see another full point. No, um, no, I, I don't I, think we can do it. Yeah. And, and that's the hard part is, as you mentioned, I felt like Powell came into this conversation and he backed away in some different areas and he wasn't very confident. He kind of, you know, and that kind of like the markets yesterday really responded positively to what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because Monday and Tuesday, the markets were just, they were ready for the worst. So yeah. like they were getting worse, like big, you know, a lot of worsening Monday and Tuesday. And then we kind of just saw Wednesday after the Fed's talk kind of all gained back and kind of head to where we were on Monday before all the worsening. So I think it's kind of like, okay, this was better than what we were hoping for. But it's kind of like, I don't know. Like I, 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 you kind of, when you don't have confidence, when you can tell Powell doesn't have confidence, it leaves us kind of stuck in a, I feel like they don't know what they want to do. So now Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, yeah, you you, you don't. And then Janet Yellen was actually at another meeting at the exact same time and basically kind of bluntly said, we're not, we're not going to protect the regional banks. Yeah. Deposits aren't going to be secured. And it's like, okay. That's huh. a, you know, but they said a president. They said a president that they would. Yeah. Yeah. And it, then it's like, now we're not. Like, yeah, I, I get they probably have to take a stance of like, okay, we did it this one time, but it's like, my goodness. Yeah. I don't know what to say there. Yeah. it. I I don't like when, when the government gets to pick the winners and losers. Yeah. That and that's what it that's exactly what it sounded like was happening right here. It's like, yeah. hey, like, you know, these people are gonna be okay. And th- it sounds like they're gonna basically pick and choose who they want to protect. Mm-hmm. And 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 unfortunately, usually that means that 
you know, the, the, you know, the lobbyists, the people spending more money, they're going to be the ones. You know, so, you know, you may see some regional banks that maybe are dealing with more like, you know, agricultural sectors and this and that, those may be the ones that they're like, we'll let that go. Yeah. And then the ones that are dealing with more tech tech side of things, they'll be the ones that, you know, or, or pharmaceutical type things and stuff of that. Those will be the ones protected. Yeah. Well, you know, the bank situation isn't over yet. Yeah. You know, here's another one of the big regionals, PacWest, 20, you know, 20 percent of their their um, deposits dropped. So that I would consider a bank run. And they've had to go out much like um, SVB tried to do and raise funds. Yep. So they, they, I know they've gone back, I believe it's to the, um, to the repo, got 12 billion there, got mm-hmm. from the new program, I think they said they got another 4 billion there. And then yesterday they actually had to go to a hedge fund and raised over another billion dollars there. Oh my goodness. So it's a lot of money they're raising. That's, that's a, that's a lot of money. You know, mm-hmm. you got you got to pay that back too. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, these these banks, the, this bank situation isn't done yet. You know, nope. and that's where I think Powell's losing a lot of confidence is because he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Is do you go to like the nineteen twenty three situation where you had hyperinflation? Or do you go to the 1929 situation where you had bank runs and collapse the economy, depression? Can we stay in between those? <laughs> can we? I can we just? We I, I mean, that's where we're stuck right now. You feel like you're stuck in the middle of the road, and yeah. traffic's coming both ways. Yeah. And you're gonna get it's smacked just... the way you go. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah, and, that, and and the hard part about this is. The P and I hate to say it, it's like, you know, there's, there's, there's a small contingency of people that'll feel this, right. If, if one of those happens and they'll feel it for a day or two, but there's a lot of contingency of people that are sitting in the middle and the lower, like on the income scales, that'll feel it for months and years. Yeah. If something like that happens, yeah. and that's the hard part. That's the, and that's really the hard part about this is like, you know, they're not going to, to, you know, they're not going to do something that just greatly impacts, you know, and only the top get impacted or like, but that's the hard part is when you're at the top of the food scale, like, you know, food system, you're, you can take, you can weather the storm mm-hmm. and it may only impact you a day or two or a month. You know, it's everybody else that's going to feel the brunt of yeah. this if they go into one of those extremes. And that's where I hope that Powell is really, really focused on is making sure that we don't hit an extreme that's going to completely, because I think that's, if you really negatively impact the middle and the lower, you're going to see this spiral much, much further. And it's going to spiral much, much longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, you, you don't want to see, you know, they call it a recession when, when your friends gets laid off depressions, when you get laid off. But when you look at that number that he's saying is, Hey, you know, we've, we've got to get them unemployment up to four and a half percent, you know, and you're going to, you know, you have maximum of 2 million people. It's like, and how do you stop it? Once it starts rolling? Yeah. How do you stop it? 
Yeah. From being and that's it. You know, how do you and stop that's it from the, going to 5%, 5.5%, mm-hmm. And that's that's that key right there. Is that and I think that's the part that and, and I'm sure they're looking at it, but that's the part that's not being answered. Is it's not like a magical number where you can be like, hey, we're gonna go from this to, to that. Like that's such a massive change. Yeah. And I and I get it, like a healthy economy, if we're under five percent, that's still a healthy economy and all. But if it's an abrupt boom, we're gonna pick this number up two million plus people in six months time. That's not healthy. And at two month million, now you're going to see businesses immediately react to that, get uh-huh. more conservative across the board, which we've seen on the tech sector. We've seen the tech sector already sit there and seen what Google and Amazon, all these different companies are, are doing where it's like, oh, revenues are down. We've got it. And they get hyper conservative. Yeah. Right? And, and they're letting go. And it's like, all right, Ooh, now it's like Amazon then, just announced 90,000 layoffs. Oh, Right. That's a I mean, big number. I mean, pals should be calling up and say, thank you. You just took a tenth of my number. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, um, but an additional well, 90,000 layoffs. Yeah. That's what you know. And, and that's one of those where you got a big company it trickles down locally. It's like, okay, now all these people who are working at that location for Amazon aren't going to that restaurant. Yep. You know, to get meals. So guess what? Now they don't need as many waiters and waitresses. Yep. You know? They're not taking vacations. They're not buying new cars. They're not doing uh-huh. this. They're not going to the store and buying new technology. Like it has an impact and that yep. impact has a, you know, it's a snowball. And yep. that's the part that I think a lot of people are like, and I think what they're looking is they're looking at it in a bubble and they're saying, well, this is still okay. And they're not going, well, where are we now to where do we want to go? Will that have a bigger impact? Yeah. Like yeah. will you know and you can see you can see the stress on on the American consumer. Mm-hmm. When you look at I mean credit card debt has just exploded. Yeah, massive. massive. Like it's and the we highest we actually event. have a trillion dollars in credit card debt in this country. Yep. It was it was on it's the just, down it was on the down slope. And yeah. you know what? Forget about student loan repayment. Let's just wipe everybody's credit card debt. <laughs> It's like wow, <laughs> and it's just, it's just, and when you see the graph, the spike is, you know, just out That's the right. window. You know, let's let's just go to a model. We're just going to give fifty percent of our income to the government, and and then nobody will have money to spend anyways. <laughs> well, that's like my brother in uh, in New York, in Westchester County. We we actually calculated, and he's like sixty four percent of his income. <laughs> taxes of some sort or another i'm like well i can make so much more than me (laughs) yeah and he's like i I hope you enjoy that noodle in a bowl yeah noodle in a cup um but no like i think that's where we're kind of seeing this you know um you know and we're going to see an impact but what's crazy is what locally what are we seeing still We're, we're just steadiness no no real peaks no real valleys you know but a, 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 a slow steadiness, yeah. you know, in the, in the overall market. And you haven't really seen the construction slow down, which is always a big thing. That's what yep. you look at first. You look at that commercial construction and we're still seeing new project here, new project there, new project here. Yep. <clears throat> Talked to a plumbing company the other day, um, Mr. Cox. And, you know, it was now we're, we're booked out for like 18 months. It's not bad. That's not bad. 
So, so the question is, is if we talk to him in six months and he says we're booked out for 12 months, then we have to worry. Then you have to worry. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have to worry. But it, the other thing is interesting is the, you look at the, the T bill and we're mm-hmm. kind of, it's, it's a little volatile, but we're sitting in a range at least. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not jumping all over the place. And yeah. we're sitting back where down around um, uh, six and a half, roughly. Uh, yeah, on rate on rates, yeah. I mean, six and a half. Well, here's the hard part is because it's so volatile, we're not seeing those rates kind of like we're not seeing investors play as nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they're they're scared. They're scared to get aggressive with their pricing because they don't know because it's flipped. You're talking. In the last, you know, we've seen 30, 40 BIP spikes on the 30-year yep. uh, in, in in an hour or two. I was laughing on Tuesday, literally, I think it was at like 3.10 p.m., we saw a 50 BIP spike into the negative, like just in a blink, in 10 minutes. And then over the next two hours, it, 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 it kind of bounced back up. And I was like, holy cow, what the heck just happened? And I'm trying to find information on what happened. And there wasn't really anything big that, that caused it. It was just, we had some, you know, some auctions that didn't go as well. But I think it was kind of just like, a, ooh, like, oh, crap. And I think somebody sold, mm-hmm. like somebody liquidated quickly. And then, you know, and then it had to be bought up type thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if, if we look, we really kind of see in that range, you know, low three you know 3.4 you know did come back up here to a little over 3.5 but Mm -hmm. kind of sitting in a range where you can feel a little steadier on your interest rates overall you know you may lose an eighth here or gain you know get an eighth back here but you're not jumping all over the place like it like we we had where seven one day six and a quarter the next day 6.75 6.75 the next day and yep. going into the spring it's it's nice i think a lot of people that seven's like that that fear number it's a psychological threshold it yeah. is it's amazing how because like usually in rate movement like you know going from like three to four four would have uh-huh. been a psychological but we blew by that so fast yeah we, we didn't it was like those. yeah we didn't even have we couldn't even worry about those you know, but seven was the point, and I think that's where the hard part is. Is like there's so much time spent in the threes that seven was like this is double what it was. Like yeah. I think that's where psychologically a lot of people were thinking. It's like oh my gosh, this is double, like and like that my interest rate's twice as big as what it was. And yeah. a lot of people have that apprehension, but you keep it in the sixes, and I think we're gonna be okay. I'd love, love, love to see them back in the fives, but. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a shot this year to kind of touch it and to kind of sit at that top side of the fives, but it's really going to depend on, and you know, we all know this, like it's going to depend on what kind of happens. And, you know, I I think if what, if what Powell once happens, we'll see the fives. Yep. But I don't, I don't think I want that to happen. I'd rather stay in the sixes and not have that. Yeah. So getting into, getting into our numbers, um, just like we said, steadiness you know mm-hmm. throughout throughout the orlando area so you know the the price actually jumped up a little bit average price 4.5 percent um mm-hmm. i think that's from we're you know seeing less discounts being given. yeah 
Probably. Yeah. Inventory. Inventory's dropped. Yeah. Dropped 43. But still, I, I kind of look at it as kind of like a flat line. So, yeah. But here's here's the big thing again. We always, you know, we look at every week is what is the original list sales price and the final list sales price percentage wise. Mm-hmm. And again, we're creeping back up. We're up to almost 95% here on the original. Yep. yep. And then on the final, we've they've came back about a half a point. We're sitting just below, I think, 97 last week. We're now 97 and a half. So mm-hmm. you're seeing less discount. Reason for that comes back to, you know, inventory again. Mm-hmm. So, and here we are. I mean, we look at it. It's just sitting here. We're just, we're not getting the influx of new homes that normally this time of year. We get. We get. Do you think, and I know we've talked about this, but, you know, do you get that little snobbiness, like that 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 meme that we've seen of, like, the proper English guys, like, me looking at people that don't have the 2.7? Like, you know, like, yes. that, I, I feel like there's a lot of people right now going, I would move, but I have a 2.75. Like, what am I going to mm-hmm. do? And what they're choosing instead to do is be like, I'm going to turn it into a rental. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Let me take advantage of this because, you know, I can go, you know, here in my neighborhood, my gosh, 1800 square feet rent for 2,500 to $3,000. Now, now what I do think will happen is, and this is, this is me being a little bit thinking a little bit, we're different than a lot of markets, right? Borrowers can't qualify and their tax bill doesn't adjust right, right away uh-huh. because we have homestead. So I yep. think you're going to have a lot of people that were like, my rate's great. I'm going to rent it. And then next year when it's no longer their homestead, that tax bill is going to skyrocket. And they're going to be like, oh crap, it's not worth renting. Yes. And and then you're going to see. So I think next year we may see an influx. That's, that's a great point because I was doing a calculation for a couple looking to purchase a home in the land that had been homesteaded. Gentleman had it for 20 years. He was paying like $1,300 yeah. on his taxes. And we put it into the calculator. Theirs will jump to roughly about $5,200 with the homestead. Yeah. And it's like, I got to make you, I got to make you aware of this is, is because, you know, this guy's owned it from like 1997 or something like that. Yeah. I think it was great rental year one. And that's the thing still probably a good rental year two. But you go from, and that's like a lot of people, they can't, if they, if they get a rental and they have a property manager and they go from making 600 a month profit to making a hundred a month profit. Yeah. They like, they can't afford it. They can't afford for something to go wrong at that point. Exactly. Right. And, and we know that that 600, they're not utilizing that forever. So I think that's where you're going to see a little bit of like, Ooh, what's going to happen here long-term. And I think we will see. And it's a delayed, I think it's going to be delayed is we're going to see people that turned into rentals, rented it out for a year, maybe two. And then they're like, okay, it's just not worth it anymore. It's not worth the headache is what will happen. Um, You know, so I think that's where we'll see some adjustment. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. That is, that's an excellent point. So inventory's kind of flat, hoping it'll Mm -hmm. start to pick up, Um, you know, but like the one, the one I'm um, 
I've got a listing going live uh, this weekend, mm-hmm. but it's a situation where she's 86 and it's time to move her, you know, closer to the family. And mm-hmm. that's why they're selling. Okay. Not because I necessarily wanted to, but it's just, it's, it's that time yep. for her. You know, she can't live on her own anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a beautiful townhome, two story townhome, you know, yeah. and they're just too worried about her falling and getting hurt and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's not a necessity or it, it's, it's not a want to, it's a necessity situation. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Exactly. And I think that's what we're, most of the listings we're seeing right now. That's what we're getting. Mm-hmm. Overall. Yeah. You're getting people that have to move. Like something is impacting where they don't have an option mm-hmm. not to move. Yep. And then, you know, at our average days on market, you know, we're still holding up there, you know, in that 60 range. Mm-hmm. So we did see that drop, which of course I think was due to the, due to the interest rates um, yep. dropping. Yep. But I just, I pulled this up this week because I just wanted to take a look at February numbers, doing comparisons year over year, you know, because last year was a totally different market. And oh, yeah. it's interesting to, to actually look at this, you know, because inventory wise, we're, we were up 140% over, mm-hmm. over 2022. You know, we actually yep. had more homes going on the market though mm, than currently. Yep. Why was that? Yep. Because you knew you could sell your house in a day. Yep. And, and you were going to get a phenomenal and it was going to be a, everybody was going to jump to bid on it. So yes. your house was worth 300. You knew you had a shot to get 350. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. You know, average price, we're up about 9.3%. But you know what's interesting is we're starting to get away from that, the peak. Yep. So you're going to start seeing this number drop down mm-hmm. over time. Medium price really isn't that much different, though. Yeah. But look at your volume. You're about 300 um, million less. And then your average days on market, we've we've more than doubled. Yep. Average days on market. Yep. So this, I mean, you look at this, and you it you realize, man, it was a totally. It's a total different market. Yeah, 100%. It was 12 months ago. Totally different. So everything's, the way you approach everything has got to change. Yep, exactly. So keeps us on on our toes. (laughs) Always got to stay on our toes. That's just the way it is. Listen, I know you're on a tight schedule today. Yes, yes. I'm actually sitting into what is like a a closet. Um, It's a small office, but um, I'm actually teaching a class. And I was supposed to, my business partner is teaching the first half and I got the second half. um, So I appreciate (laughs) it. But I wanted to be on this. Um, I think we had some good info. Different, like we had, like different. It's, you know, the energy was different this week, right? Like, you know, kind of followed what, Powell's energy this week. I almost like, I was like, ah, like, ah. but you want to bring good news. You want to bring good news, but you also got to bring the truth and reality to the market. You know? Absolutely. And we're, Absolutely. we're just kind of innocent and wait, you know, mm-hmm. rates are holding good. You know, yep. it's, it's not a bad time. You know, inventory levels could be a little bit higher, but I'll tell you yep. what, 
there's some builder incentives out there that are just knocking the socks off right now. I know. And price reductions. And their price yeah. reductions are, are amazing. Yeah. So there's always opportunities. Always. Absolutely. So, hey, listen, take care. Have a wonderful day. Everyone, thank you for joining us. Again, YouTube, hit the thumbs up. Appreciate it. Subscribe and like. Talk to you later, man. (laughs) Talk it out, guys. Bye.